Hey, everybody, and welcome to the Dad and Barry podcast. My name is Mike, as you know, since you listen to this every week and you follow me on Instagram, also known as Dad and Barry. And Pete, you are wearing a very um, garish, shall we say, shirt. What's on that? I've seen it before. So you I know what it is? It's a it's a button down shirt. You're not. I know you're not familiar with it because it doesn't just have Velcro on it, um, but it is you a button what? down shirt. And I decided to get dressed this week, so that was it. What's I decided. On, what's on it? What's the pattern? I don't know, man. Oh, it's like a pineapple. It's like a summer shirt. It's like pineapples and uh, and summer such shirt. and the like. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Did you have yeah. a good Memorial Day? The unofficial start of summer. I had a wonderful Memorial Day. It was absolutely amazing. Yes, it was. Uh, we we uh, we marked the occasion, the auspicious uh, occasion by. Um, by watching Big Time Rush all day, which is a Disney show. Big Time Rush. Yeah, that's Disney right. That's because that's like, all my kids will watch these days, and that's all we because, do. Is that because your tween influences yeah. the family? That's correct. And then I just sit in the I sit in the corner, just kind of rocking back and forth, kind of picking out my eyebrows and just. And this is yeah. It shows about like a band or something. Yes, yes, it's a band. It's one of the worst shows ever created i'm pretty sure yes yes it is actually yeah it's horrible speaking of one of the worst shows ever created this <laughs> the dad and buried podcast yeah boy um and this week we are talking about what we want for our kids um which i think as pete and i have discussed before has changed a lot over the past few decades and generations i would say based on uh you know, what the future may or may not hold for society in general, society. Mm -hmm. um, a lot more streaming, I'll tell you that much. A lot more streaming than my parents ever expected. You know what? You called it when you were about eight, I think I remember you saying. There's going to be some sort of video on demand service and your kid, your parents looked at you and go, honestly, Mike, really not now. Just shut up. <laughs> Seriously. That's what they did with all of my opinions. But uh. um, this is why I have a podcast because I need to get them out. There you go. Um, so we'll be talking about that this week, episode number 67. I thought for a second it was episode 69, and then I realized, no, that's not for a couple of weeks, and then I realized, why didn't we save the sex talk episode for number 69? Because that's inappropriate. That's why, Pete. There we go. Yeah. Right? We'll I do that for the, the, internet, the inappropriate internet surfing episode that will be um, coming out. So as always, if you want to hear the other 66 episodes, you can subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and pretty much there's like 30 different platforms for podcasts this day and age. You can watch us on YouTube and comment individually there. Um, if you watched last week's YouTube, you get to see half of Mom and Barry's face and half of mine. She made her debut, and we didn't do a very good job of blocking, as they say in the biz, um, and getting ourselves in the frame. Um, but we do want to thank everybody who has subscribed and who's left us some positive comments. I know Mama Buried got some feedback. She's going to come on a little later in the show and let us know uh, what people said to her on the down low that they didn't want to necessarily put in public. <laughs> yeah, exactly. About her appearance and about yeah. her, that whole dynamic. Um, behind a mask at the, at the supermarket, behind the mask, just like oh, while yeah. reaching. Oh, by the way. Yeah, nice appearance. On the, on the Dad and Buried podcast. Yeah. Um, so as always, we'd love if you could, uh, you know, if you haven't subscribed, do subscribe and spread the word and give us a review on Apple Podcasts. If you want, you can throw us some money on Patreon um, or even Anchor to help us continue with this. I'm going to rattle off the names of the people who have been supporting us monetarily um, for months now. Ryan Miller, MS Babayan, Check Your Kids at the Door, Chris Coleman, M. Cedeno, 1980, Mallory McKenzie, Miriam, Tina Davis, Lindsay Woodruff, Andrea Sandoval. 
Barbara Geiger, Bill D'Amica, Dana Bosde, Jacques Govar, Morning Glow, Cotton Farmer AZ, Wes Clark, Jennifer Wynn, Julie McCarthy, Paula Polsky, Mary Williams, and Julie Burton. I should make that into like a rap or like the McDonald's song. What's the McDonald's song? Two patties and a sesame seed bun. Is that how it goes? Something like that. The yeah. Big Mac song. You don't know it. You don't. Yeah, know it? I do. I, I do, but I don't. I, I don't have it off the top of my head. So there's a rhythm to it, in that once you would you would know it, and so would I. I just can't come up with it. That's I think right. Because I have um, Baby Shark stuck in my head. That's baby probably why. Also, shark. you also don't have any rhythm. So that's those two things working wow. together. Yeah. In racist. In racist. As you know, I am very. You're wearing very, pineapples very. in your shirt, so I think everybody knows. If anybody here is racist, listen, it's that guy. There we go. Yep. So we will be back in a minute to talk about what you guys want from your kids, what Pete and I want from our kids, um, and what and, I want from Mike's kids, <laughs> yeah. which is so largely your... money related. Yeah, it's largely money. Yeah. That's. I want the same thing for my kids. So, um, good luck with that, and we'll 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 get into it after this. So we got a serious topic this week, you know, because we've been thinking it's Memorial Day. We're all quarantined. Everybody's kind of, you know, we got we've a, lot had a lot of things. We've had a lot of time to think these last three months. We have. And like, uh, what have I done? Thinking about is, is my children's lack of future. Um, mm-hmm. Partially because the earth is in a precarious position for several reasons. I know that's what you, you wanted to talk about climate change, right, Pete? Yeah, I just wanted to talk about it all in one episode, sort of our, our state of society, income inequality. Yeah, exactly. A lot of, uh, yeah, real conspiracies, like the, what the ancient aliens have really taught us. Those I've never of... seen a single episode of that show. I've only seen the memes. It's uh, wonderful. The memes. Is it a, it's not a comedy? No, it's not, but it is absolutely um, hilarious. insane. Yeah, insanely yeah. hilarious. But it's actually not that funny. Yeah, look, I thought I I kind of suggested this topic because I I was thinking, you know, we've been doing schooling now at home. Anyone who's by the way, anyone who's been doing schooling at home and is a full time is working as well and has like those are the real heroes. Like, how do you? I mean, it it is so hard um, to do this. And yes, I appreciate teachers, but also. We have a lot of teachers at home that are not doing any Zoom stuff or on oh, really? So they're just kind of like emailing things out and being like, hey, you guys should really learn this today. And I'm like, hey, thanks. What thanks. What do you think those teachers right. are doing? Like, they're like playing math. Yeah, just really just pissing off, not doing anything. Just sort of feet up, lounging. So my thought was, you know, what's, you know, what is the end game here? You know, when we were growing up, certainly, I think most of us for the last you know, our parents were raised this way and their parents were raised them that way is, you know, you, a lot of it, it coming from immigration, coming from different countries around the world. I want to have a better life. I want my kids to do better than I am. Right. And, and I'm thinking here, like, what is it that I want for my kids? Because when they come out of all of this, are, do I want them to afford a home? Cause they can't afford homes anymore. Are they going to, do I want them to have, go to a good school and have crippling debt? I just, I don't know. What the 
the metric is anymore for kind of what we would deem to have a quote unquote successful launch a successful kid out into the world and uh, thought it was worth kind of digging into well it's funny because i asked this question on my instagram stories as i do and i'm supposed to also ask it on the facebook page or the facebook group and i always forget to do that i apologize to sarge who said he prefers it there you know what sarge and i take it back consideration (laughs) um but most of the answers i got and i think maybe reflective of the fact that there isn't that path that previous generations grew up with where you know their parents maybe got home from the war or sacrificed a lot to survive the depression and then it was like all right here's what you need to do get this kind of job or go to college get this right. kind of job bah, 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 two kids picket fence all that stuff nowadays it's more like drop out of high school and start coding right and like build an right. app and even that was like 15 years ago it's not even like now anymore now right. it's like you're lucky if the earth is still here in 30 years. <laughs> yeah. Um, so why are we even planning a future? But most of the responses that I got weren't that practical thing about like, I want my kid to have a house. It was more intangibles. Like I want my kid to be happy. I want my kid to be kind. I want my kid to, to be decent. Right. Um, which is a big thing. I think that also reflects the times a little bit because a lot of people who are privileged or 1% or have the money and stuff seem to be some of the worst people. In some cases, Mike, you know, I can hear you, right? <laughs> okay. You are wearing a pineapple. Shirt. You know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm sitting right here. I'm literally. Yeah. So obviously this is a little bit of a heavier topic than normal, but don't worry. Um, we'll bring it down to our level. Yeah. We usually do. We're going to get some fart jokes out of this bad boy. I don't, you know what? I don't do scatological stuff and the fart jokes. Although I have a couple of, uh, I'm saving a, a, a potty training story. Okay. Can't wait. Potty training story, right? What I want from my—that's the main thing I want for my kids—to wipe their own asses. There you go. Anyway, so a couple of comments we got from the top. Um, o dot hey dot ah said I had to punish my daughter last night, and she said she didn't think I loved her anymore. I told her I just don't want her to grow up to be a shithead. That's love. But honestly, I want my kids to be kind and respectful to others, self-sufficient, have some common sense, not feel entitled, and having a little money wouldn't hurt. But see, like none of that is like a good job stability a house it's very much like i want my kids to not be jerks and to at least find some kind of satisfaction right and i think this is really important uh because i think it's a huge shift in that's only happened recently like uh, if when i think uh, i mean i think about my parents you know the we would i we would only talk about you're going to go to the right school. Or you're going to go to this child. Like, if you can't go to the school, you can't go. Finance. Remember talking about how much people wanted to get into finance? Some of yeah. the worst people I know in the world work in finance. Some like, of the that worst I know people of. everyone knows. Some of the worst <laughs> yes. people in the world are in finance. Most of them, maybe. Yeah. And I think, I, but I, and I, and I, the, the ones that I really actually, I do like, but that also work in finance, I know that you know, they do it for very specific reasons, which are like, they need to have three houses and that's yeah, it. Yeah. Like they there's no other, rich, yeah. but the concept of this sort of more holistic, respectful, kind of more self-aware, more, um, do you think it's, do you think it's like more, like more enlightened? It's like, we're the next generation and we now understand more that it's more important to be like, well-rounded to be a good person than it is to attain money. Or do you think it's because, the avenues for that other stuff are more closed and it's not as easy. So we have to emphasize like plan B, which is easier to attain. Don't get caught up in this shit that you're probably not going to get. Instead, focus on, you know, you know, self-contentment and being a good person because odds are 
you're not going to be rich anymore. Yeah, well, that's so that's right. You know, and I think that really you that's well put. And I think it's really more, you know, our jobs now are to are to make sure that our kids kind of can navigate um, uh, this. There are no roads is my point. Like there's there's no you know, if you think about it, remember, remember the gold watch like you get a gold watch, like the concept of your kid. Explain to your kids the concept of what it means to get a gold watch because you worked where for how long for 45 years You worked for the same company retirement. I'm talking about just, yeah, this concept of like what once existed for many, you know, people never even. It's funny. So your job for the you entire brought to mind two things. One is the gold watch that Christopher Walken's character has up his ass um, yes. in the story. He doesn't pull fiction. There we go. There's that and catalog. The, and the yeah. other is uh, Dennis Hopper's character in the movie Speed enacts a terroristic rampage on Keanu Reeves, partially because he was fired, forced into retirement by the LAPD and got a gold watch and he did not appreciate it. So right. It's very pertinent to this conversation. That's a yeah. what, reference and a speed reference. You, uh, once again, have nailed it and I really brought this sort of quite nuanced topic into sort of pop culture mushiness, I want to say. Pop and hot shot. And we're, we also got someone's butt in there, and we're talking about the ass, so that was good. Pop quiz hot shot. Your kids aren't guaranteed any of the stability or success that previous generations are. What do you do? What do you do? <laughs> I get it. Make that sure that they're good. enlightened and have a social media account. You know what? I sense the shade and I don't appreciate it. Go. So Little Charmer 80, a very uh, prolific commenter, says, what do I want for my kids? Hmm. She says, well, the main thing, I guess, this is funny because she kind of equivocates the whole time. The main thing, I guess, is that they're happy in what they do. I don't want them to have regrets about things they wish they'd had the guts to do. That's You never regret things you do. You only regret the things you don't do. Like go abroad junior year in college, like me. I really regret it. And not getting contact lenses earlier enough in my life, Pete. She said, and I don't want them to feel disappointed in their life choices. Of course, I want them to be financially secure and have good jobs, etc. But I worry a lot about their generation and mental health. So them being happy is more important, ultimately. Is that attainable? We're going to get into that. I always grew up with the rigid expectations of society weighing heavily on my shoulders and didn't really realize there was an alternative to school, college, job, buy a house, marriage, kids. I want them to travel, see the world, enjoy themselves and not get ground down into that nine to five soul crushing routine too soon, if ever. Right. But that is that was the roadmap. Yeah, there we go. Partially that roadmap doesn't exist. And also, we don't necessarily want our kids to be on that grind. Right. Yeah. And it changes things right so i went to you know private school i never went to public school obviously i mean that's how i entered the one percent that's where you got your shirt that i literally (laughs) was given it to me was handed to me um but my kids go to uh public school and i actually find it so there's parts that i absolutely love about and parts i I don't like uh that much but i i think it's so much better for them um the diversity just, and yeah and just becoming being able to navigate just being a better oh is it a sailing school it is it's a sailing <laughs> school i mean of course because buffy and i um <laughs> buffy we is the said, name you went to yes because that's be like my... the rich woman the, the rich woman exactly waspy woman yep. Buffy. Mm-hmm. correct does she exactly. kill vampires too does she kill vampires pete not that I know of, just regular, regular people. <laughs> yeah. Not or her servants. Yes. We watched a movie. We watched a movie last night called Ready or Not on HBO, which is about 
I watched woman. that last night too. No, you didn't. I did. The mar- the when she's gets married she and has hunted. to. She yeah. marries into a one percent family. Yes. And slowly, but incidentally, throughout the movie, it, accidentally, a bunch of their servants get killed, and no one cares. Like one by one, the servants are getting knocked off. And they're like, oh, who cares? <laughs> That's what Buffy does. Not Buffy from the TV show. Buffy from real life, who murders. Uh, illegal immigrants That's and her servants because she has no respect for human life. She just wants money and power. Anyway, Millennial Mama 90 said, my greatest fear as a parent is that my children will have the ability to be extraordinary, but because I am only ordinary, they won't have the tools to live up to their potential. Now that is rough stuff. She's yeah. like, because they're extra special, but my baggage essentially as a bad parent and a mediocre person is going to bring them down and stop them from, from you know, reaching their true potential. She says, so the one thing that I hope for my children is that they don't use me as a guideline for success and settle there. And they use their full potential to be as great as their skills, smarts, talents allow them to be. So she wants her kids to have more success than her, mostly because she considers herself a trash person. And I follow her online, and I know she's not a trash person. She's being very hard on herself. But every parent kind of worries that they're blowing it and that they're somehow going to limit their kids. The thing is with this stuff, and we've said this before, and I say this all the time, we're not going to know if our kids achieve the things we want for them for like 30 years. We don't know I how know. they're going to – whether we're talking about like the success metric based on money or whatever, it won't be until right. they're like 40 till we know if they've made it. And we yeah. certainly won't know if they're like well-adjusted or good people until they're out of their 20s. And at what point can we expect them to buy us stuff? You know what I mean? Like well, real, not just goals. like not just like kind of trinkets and stuff. I'm talking like cars, yeah. boats, yeah. and houses. Mainly boats, though, and cars. So <laughs> Well, the sailing on. school, you don't want to put that to waste. No, Buffy and I will, will never do that. But first of all, Mill- Millennial Mama 90, that's – you're being way too – I mean, that's that is – but also that's the kind of drive. I mean, just the nature of that, de- your desire to want your kids to be better yeah. at that. I mean, that's exactly what they're going to be great no matter what, because you have that going on in the back of your mind the whole time. So and that's great. Here's an interesting aspect of that. I think earlier generations would, especially like depression, post-depression would, um, sacrifice a lot they would sacrifice basically their own lives in Correct. order to provide for their kids especially immigrants who are coming over and stuff nowadays it's it's even sacrificing and like having three jobs and doing all that stuff doesn't guarantee anything it's kind of like there's these grid lines you kind of have to be on and that's why people are the the disparity in wealth and stuff and the opportunity and the privilege is so skewed that the american dream it's essentially kind of what we're talking about is much less attainable it's limited to a much smaller window of people just by virtue of the circumstances they're born into, whereas that isn't what it used to be 80 years ago, it, yes at least and, in theory. Yes and no. And I, I here's why. Because I also believe that we are now living in an age where technology has, has, so democ- yeah, has democratized everything. For, for example, you know, what do I do? I want, you know, the house, the kids like. What house do I want for my kids? Like, do I really, you know, do I want a house in the suburb or do I want a house in the city or, you know, whatever. Like, the point yeah. is, is do you it, want a pet a t- pied-a-terre in Tel-E? <laughs> it, 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 they, there's so much that we now have as a society, society. in general. I think that it, it really comes down to who you are as a person, and how you want to navigate that. Um, and yeah, I just, I think it's, we're, we're living in uh, in new new times, my friend, in terms so, of how we kids are going to be raised. I think that's another challenge I want to bring up in a minute. But first, I want to uh, some uh, some people B 
being this being a comedy podcast most of the time, Pete. Is it? It's really um, family. <laughs> Kids. Sent in sent in some uh, some tongue in cheek responses. Kristen twenty three twenty three says she would like her children to be happy, kind, and have enough money to put me in an awesome nursing home. Right, that's go. a key part of it. Right, that I don't is. care how like how big their house is, but I want to be taken care of at some point, somewhere. Janisher three one two says I would really just like him to have a childhood that he doesn't have to spend his twenties recovering from. Somebody go. else said that they want um, they want their kids to have less therapy than they need. <laughs> then then so a dad said i want my kids to have less therapy than i need right from my childhood which is the same kind of thing you want your kids just to be well adjusted and to not have you to bitch about uh to the therapist which is pretty much going to happen regardless no matter what you do i mean you you can't escape that yeah christy witt says she wants her kids to move out which i can totally i can totally agree with that ksu julie one of our our patrons and loyal followers says she wants her kids to not get married at 22 she said oh i'll speak up I'll never forever hold my peace if they're 22 and they want to get married. <laughs> Which, you know what? The heart wants what it wants, right? True love yeah. exists. There are plenty of people who got married at 22 and have forged successful uh, partnerships. Wouldn't you say, well, Pete? But what you're forgetting, though, Mike, is that KSU Julie didn't attend those weddings. That's so, true. She went to her wedding. That's correct. If she had been at those weddings, those they just wouldn't. We'd they'd be yeah, they'd be over. Um, Rue underscore pow says, I want my daughters to move with the confidence of mediocre white men, <laughs> ah, which is a good goal, right? Look at that. To glide through life without having to try too hard and to have some privileges just because they're white. They want to be, she wants to, her daughters to be large adult sons like Eric Trump, <laughs> right? The large adult son phenomenon yeah. where just some bumbling clown because of who his dad is. But, but the I, confidence that they have, they're entitled and they think they're right about everything and they think they're cool and they look like Eric Trump. He really is a specimen, isn't he? Is he the one that shot like Harembe or something like that? Like didn't one of them no, just... No, I think that was um, Don Jr. Yeah. Harambe. I don't think it was Harambe though. That was I'm pretty sure, <laughs> pretty sure it was. Pretty sure it was a conspiracy. Just look at Cammy Jean too says, I want my kids to continue using words like clicker for remote and push mower for lawnmower because it's small victories that get me through the day. So there she's she's looking short term and I can appreciate that because you do need to get through the day, especially quarantine right now. You take any little smile you can get. Jenny Mac 37 says she wants them to be happy, not on drugs. I don't know if those two things compute financially independent enough to not ask me for money. That would be nice. Yeah. Like, even if they can't put me in a nursing home, at least don't drain my finances. Right. Right. And if you are on drugs, just can it just grow from the ground or do you have to go yeah. and buy from someone? That would that's, I think, the way to really think about it. You know what I mean? Days, you got to keep that money in your pocket and do this organically. Right. But even that landscape is changing. You can make a mint if you work in uh, CBD and legal marijuana and that stuff. That can be a path. Yeah. There you go. So actually amend that. Do drugs, get on the internet, and sell whatever you can. Get financially independent through the drugs. There you go. Um, and not in like a New Jack City, uh, Nino Brown kind of way. Chef Daddy Master says he wants his kids to have enough sarcasm to keep up with the family. Um, be careful what you wish for. <laughs> My <laughs> nine-year-old can do that and it's not a lot of fun. Um, the Hangry Dad says, I want them to get to 18 with all of their limbs and fingers. But if we lose a toe, so yeah. be it. Just not the big one. That really no, stabilizes. Yeah, that really stabilizes you. 
And coffee is my mommy juice, says she hasn't thought that far yet. She's just trying to survive adulthood. So she's trying to get herself through. And I agree with that, where, like, you can have kind of big plans and maybe theoretically map out what you want for your kids. But when you're in the shit, the day-to-day, it's not super easy to stick to blueprints, you know? Yeah, I mean, this is another part of it, which is I feel, you know, not very well prepared for you know, guiding anybody because we're oh, just no. trying to figure it out. You know, I'm trying to figure it out myself. And so I guess you fall back on just trying to raise people that are not miserable. Idiots or jerks. Jerks. Yeah, right? exactly. So we did, again, like I said, a lot of it is intangible stuff, but there was a handful of people who talked about the need or the desire for kids to have good careers um, and good income, right? So PG08302 says... This is a good twist, not necessarily a lot of money, but a good financial education, right? So mm-hmm. knowing how to, you know, make your money go far and understand that kind of stuff. Um, and that's a good idea. And a trade, she mentions, he or she mentions, um, which those kinds of things fell out of favor. Like the, the technical school in like my town, like the trade school was like, oh, if you couldn't hack real high school, you went to learn how to be like a plumber or an electrician. But those things. Who's laughing now? Those are that's, the essential workers. This well, not just that, but that's kind of what my point is. Is I think that those, you know, what what, you know, here's an example. You you have someone who's graduating from market. You can hire someone who's graduated from, let's say, an Ivy League school, right? Mm-hmm. Who has who's that's their accomplishment. Who's gone they've got to degrees? They've gotten a degree from an a Ivy degree. school. Or you can hire someone who went to a Whatever college, or whatever college, whatever, but has 40,000 f- subscribers or followers on multiple <laughs> platforms. My point is, is what is the metric now? Like, wh- who do you go with? Like, how does the point is, is there are other indicators. It yes. used to be that there was an indicator. Was, one of the number one indicators was where you went to school, a how you did degree, having and, a college degree, having a college, college degree. And now having a college degree means lamenting how much, how much, how badly you're in debt, yes. right? And yes. then the next thing is, is, you know, if you can have any practical skills, a la like a trade of some kind, mm-hmm. even, I would even say that, like argue that being able to do, you know, manage yourself socially, like online, you know, stop kissing my ass is a bit of a trade. It's a bit of a skill and that's say. it. And it's different from just having to having taken you know tested well or or you know been fortunate enough to go to you know good schools i think and have the right network of people exactly and i think that's really kind of starting to change and it's interesting how i wish i were growing up now because i have zero practical skills and no network right so i like this idea of (laughs) a whole new world out there you don't need these things although we haven't quite gotten there yet the revolution is coming where things are going to topple Kings will topple. The guillotine. I say guillotine will come out. I like guillotine, but I think I don't know about. Look, I don't know. I'm not. I don't think it's going to be quite that severe. But what I, what I do think is that the path, right? The path that we certainly grew up with, just doesn't exist anymore, right? The house got a lot of different branches. Well, there we go. That that weren't around. You know, you, but, someone who was divorced, you're like, wait, I know that one person in our town that was divorced or whatever. You know, it's like now there, there's you have divorced. Exactly. <laughs> I'm you know, and the whole thing is, it's like, how do you prepare your kid for the right? So you're right. 
So it used to be there were like five paths and three and a half of them were like, if you do this right, you're going right. to be exactly. You're going to be successful. You're going to get what you need. Now there are a hundred paths and yeah. maybe none of and them. And who knows? Exactly. <laughs> you're not going to be happy. You're not going to be successful in any of those. Yeah. So honestly, just brush your teeth and go to bed. Yeah. <laughs> just brush your teeth and go to bed. So S. P-E-D-R-S-O-N says he, want his kid, he wants his kids to have a strong character with a good work ethic and whatever they choose to do. Money, meh. So good work ethic is huge, right? So that's applicable no matter what you do. If you are the kind of person who just wants to get the job done, isn't afraid of a little hard work, a little elbow grease, that's huge. Um, I wrote a, a blog post once about how my parents failed me by giving me too much because it reduced my work ethic which was, it was partially tongue in cheek. I was not rich by any means. Um, but I do think that is what happens to large adult sons. Their parents or their dad give them everything they need. They never have to work for anything. And then they not only are they lazy and not good at things, they're entitled and privileged and feel like they deserve all these things, right? So the work ethic, I think, is huge. So I brought, I put a little thing in here that my brother once said jokingly to me that he didn't think my parents emphasized the need for money enough. <laughs> and I think this is a double-edged sword because my parents emphasized work ethic. Um, and do you do your best? Like you don't want your kid to be like, all I want is money. Money is the key indicator of success. Even if it is, even if it was in the eighties or whatever, you know, the Reagan's America, that kind of thing. You don't necessarily, those aren't necessarily kind of values. You don't want to be like Gordon Gecko to your kids, right? You want them to live the fairy tale that like, just, you know, you, you, you have a job you love, you'll never work another day in your life and you need to find happiness within yourself. And then at the same time, money is pretty important, right? So yeah. my brother made a joke about how like, if my parents were like, do this, do that, which in fact they were. My dad used to tell me to like study Chinese and take computer classes because he saw the future coming. Right. Um, which you did like, neither oh, of those things. No. And, and I wrote the stickball current, uh, uh, something I printed about my brother's stickball league when I was a little kid. Okay. That, look where I am now. 150,000 yeah. followers on Instagram. So who's laughing now, dad? Send me that rent check, my man. Still, still dad. Yeah, still dad. But I mean, I do think that is the challenge because you want your kids to be self-sufficient and have money to not have to want from other people, but you don't want them to focus all of their happiness on the need for money and those things or else they'll be warped individuals. Yeah. And I think (laughs) exactly. I mean, really that's probably the best example of like where we've come, right? Like here is an, an absolute perfect example of a human being who has strived literally just for those things, those things that were laid out. You go to this school, then you go to this school. And was given a head start by his dad. Absolutely. Absolutely. And we are at the apex of this kind of narcissistic, like, and I don't know, and, and, you know, for me, I'm a little torn because I also feel that, quite honestly, social media and posting about yourself and taking pictures of yourself every five minutes and, you know, focusing on that Look. is also not, you know, Mike? Well, no, don't worry, because you just make memes. And I How think, dare you? yeah, that's a much, much healthier skill. I just think that it's hard to balance the stuff of trying to get your kids to want to do, you know, be happy, be sufficient, self-sufficient, filled. While at the same time, you have all this like 
outside or brand new pressure. I shouldn't even say outside brand like, you know, new platforms coming up every day that emphasize like, you know, how, how do you look? What do you, where are you, where are you right now? And what do you look like? And all of this stuff (laughs) is kind of happening, right? As all happening, as we are trying to figure out, is this the, is, was the path of good school, good job, you know, was it like bullshit? love and and so on and so forth maybe a house to live in somehow you know is that all the right thing or or what are we looking at now are we all just going to be like renting pods you know in in six months anyway and does it really matter that we go to any school whatsoever other than just learn stuff online i mean no joke dude no you joke learn everything yeah i've literally looked up my kid five times already like Today, looked up my kid's exact math curriculum but on that's YouTube. Not learning. Well, but my point is, is it's all changing. Like there were the, and there was a teacher, a great teacher online on YouTube. I suggest, I encourage everyone to do the same thing. I'm sure you're already doing it, but just explained the whole thing phenomenally well. Here now, I know how to do it, and you know uh, how to how to solve a mixed number or whatever, whatever the problem What's was. A mixed number, a mixed fraction. Mixed fraction, yeah. <laughs> call mixed numbers. So anyway, the point is, is it's it's fascinating now because it's what do we, what is important, and how do we how do we pass that on, and so, what do we to do now at this point? Do we stick to the game plan or do we just focus on making sure that they? But I think it's, it's also a function of where we're at, right? Of, of the type of people we are, right? So whereas older generations, I think we can all agree, we're more likely to be kind of like hard asses and more discipline on kids. And now it's a little bit more like buddy, buddy. We spend more time with our right. kids, the interaction, right? So Jeff the dog says, I want my daughter to have stability and security. I want her to understand how to manage her money and make smart financial decisions, which is big. If people, Everybody understands that like debt and all this stuff was a big deal. So they want their kids to have some know-how with that. He said, I'd like her to be kind and caring and emotionally intelligent. Beyond that, she can do what makes her happy. Marry a man or a woman or both or neither both or neither be a stripper or an engineer or an artist or all of the above. Right now, she'd like to be a ballerina astronaut. And I fully support that. Now, if I had told my dad when I was like 12 that I wanted to be a ballerina astronaut, he would not have fully supported it. <laughs> he wouldn't have been an asshole, but he would have been like, yeah, that's not practical. You know, you need to know how to take care of yourself. But I think, and, and look, he might have been like, sure, you know, the wishy-washy stuff that we all pretend to do, I just want you to be happy. But I do think that's more of a real thing now is where me, we are much more focused on fulfillment as like a human being that right. doesn't revolve around success and money and stuff. So the next big section of our discussion is about happiness. So a lot of people said they just want their kids to be happy. J- Jojo Dobias said they want my kids to be Comfortable enough to live fully without struggling and to yep. be happy. Buyers that remorse says to not have to have a shitty job they hate like me and to be happy, right? <laughs> the thing is, you go through it being like, I want to have that job where I'm passionate about it and I never have to work another day in my life. Odds are that job doesn't pay quite enough for you to get the other things you want. So then you maybe have to make some compromises and you get a job or two jobs that you don't love just to have that kind of stability. And then you're not so happy anymore, are you, Pete? Well, yeah, no, I certainly am not. Um, that's why we are doing this podcast, which is to just vent. Is uh, is that's our our main focus? But I think also you have, um, you know, the concept of the job and how you how you perceive these things. Like there's 
everything that has to do with making money, even if it's something you love, like even if it's painting yeah. or whatever, there's going to be really shitty parts to it. And yeah. you just, it's about navigating that. I think for me, I think that's my main focus. If my kids can come out of this whole thing with the ability to handle change in, right. a, in, a, in a way that works for them. So they can, because by the way, you know, when they're floating on their floaty pods or whatever they're going to be doing, like in five years, re, you know, future all revolve around pods, getting the news from <laughs> Tide on a toaster, you know, it's just, yeah, it, by, by the way, mark my words. So I think that it, you need them to have that kind of foundation and the skills they need that their happiness isn't tied up in external things. It's right? not tied up and that they can be okay with change because it's going to happen a lot. So Haley Iris said that exact thing where basically I want my kids to have the ability to be happy in any situation, even if life sucks, um, yep. which I think is a good point where it's about it's not about tying your happiness to what is necessarily happening. It's about you know, being comfortable with yourself and being happy and realizing that you don't need to make money to be happy or whatever. But in reality, it's easier to be money can't buy you love, but it can buy us about everything else. Yeah, and and also love. And also the yeah. movie Can't Buy Me Love, which I watched yeah. last weekend. Okay. I think we talked about it last week. You have no idea what I'm talking about. Hold on. My um so a bunch of other people mentioned the happiness thing, and then a lot of the discussion was around intangibles and i think that again that's partially because the tangibles are harder to to attain these days it's harder to pinpoint a way to get to some of those things so instead exactly what you're talking about we want to equip our kids with the ability to have the the personalities or the work ethic or the compassion or whatever to survive without necessarily worrying about some of that materialistic stuff if need be Always smile, 007 says common sense and empathy. Colleen.patton224 says, I want them to have confidence, common sense, and kindness. Oi underscore Yvette says he wants them to be independent, happy, caring, well-rounded, and self-sufficient, and also to call me a lot. I don't think I'm going to be calling you. Maybe texting, if you like. No, just thinking, thinking about it. Thinking about it telepathically? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Tara Tara Nay1 says, I want them to feel comfortable being their authentic self and to be accepted by me no matter what. Now, being accepted by you is solely up to you as the parent, whether you accept your kid for who they are or not, but to feel comfortable being their authentic self. So basically that's like, you know, don't be pressured by society or peers or whatever to whatever. Yeah. And then that's something that every kid feels that kind of pressure when they're in high yeah. school or whatever. So that's something that you'll have to find I, out later. In I life. mean, look, here's the thing. Definitely don't succumb to, uh, to pressure. But if I have to ask you one more time to brush your teeth, you're going to feel all the pressure, Just, but it's going to be at the base of your neck. right? You at the do base. not accept your kids when they don't, have, when they don't brush their teeth. You're <laughs> intolerant it. of their life when, when they When it's the fifth time asking, then there's no tolerance anymore. It becomes a complete oligarchy dictatorship. Yeah. So Jay, Patoli, Jay Batolius and Shala, Shala Plus Three said the same thing. They want their kids to... Be content in who they are and comfortable in their own skin, which is important. Um, Jen Ban801 says, I want my kids to not settle. I want them to get what they want out of life, whatever that looks like. Have dreams and chase them. So that's like, you know what? I want them to want what they want. She's punting on the question. She's just yeah. like, whatever they want to have, they can do that. I'm not making that decision for them. Becca4Real says, I want my girls to have enough street smarts so they don't get scammed or taken advantage of. 
She's not jaded and cynical, just cautious and thoughtful. Or there no, she wants her kids to not be jaded and cynical, just cautious and thoughtful. Which, eh, I don't know. Jaded and cynical is working out pretty well for me. 150,000 followers. So maybe maybe slow your roll, Becca, for real. You're a real dick. <laughs> so, <laughs> so Jan Marie Morris says, I want my kids to not be a porn star or murdered. Just be good people. The rest doesn't matter to us. Now, you know what? You can be a porn star and still be a good person. And you can also, also be murdered and still have been a good person. Maybe so not those be a murderer. Two, that's where I draw the line. But that Venn diagram is pretty, pretty, pretty specific <laughs> getting murdered. Because if you're in the center of that, you, you've, life has been tough, man. You've made some tough choices. So probably the most overwhelming section I got, and so a ton of people said this, Juicy with an I, Mango, uh, RAC016, Tricky underscore 16, Amara, Amara402, E. Frerichs, Felicia J13. Everybody said, I want my kids to not grow up to be assholes, right? So you just want your kids to be decent, good people that aren't pieces of shit and aren't mean to people for no reason and aren't entitled, right? So Bentini80 who writes a book every aunt she's just very prolific and i told her i'm like you gotta start emailing these things to me because it's harder for me to put them together this way and then i looked at her comments i'm like damn it i gotta transcribe these because these are good she said i want my kids to be kind and open-minded i want them to sit with the kid who was alone in the cafeteria sit with the kid who doesn't have a lot of friends who doesn't seem to fit in we live in a typical vanilla suburb and but i want them to know that families come in all shapes and sizes like what's one of the things we have going for us living in brooklyn in a city the diversity that you just encounter and see, whether it's gay people or, you know, different ethnicities and cultural, religious backgrounds. That's one of the best parts about living in a city. Dana Bosday says, I want my kids to be kind and have empathy for others. I want them to live in a country world that tolerates everyone. I don't know, Sweden? I don't know where you, Canada? Oh, goddamn Swedish. I don't know where she's from. I want them to understand that if you don't agree with someone's lifestyle, move on. And I want them to learn to clean up after themselves and not be snobs. Those are two very different. Clean up after yourself and not be a snob. Although, I guess, again, if you clean up and if you know what it's like to be in the trenches and working for that kind of stuff without being entitled, it's less likely for you to be a snob. Um, But one one trick there is, is one move is after you spent your lifetime of cleaning up, it's to just kind of push push back from the table stand and be like, I don't do this anymore, and then walk away. Yeah, I'm like, done. I've already done it. I've already cleaned up enough. That's like Secrets a microphone out. drop. Yeah, exactly. That's a <laughs> twist. Do people still say that? Do you still say that when you leave parties? Secrets out, which is what you used to do all the time? You're a big um, American Idol guy. I The only time I did that was the one time I got invited to a party because I, I never got invited back after I did that. Because you wore the pineapple shirt. Yeah, that's right. Like, that guy's not coming back. He went and to I was show. like, and I was like, See, he, that guy is a chode. Showed. Doesn't matter. They're all chodes. You're a neo-maxi-zoom dweeby. How about that? Um, so mentioned last week we had Mama Buried on for the first time. Um, and she wanted to come on and give some thoughts about how that went. And when I mentioned the topic, tonight's topic to her, she had a couple of thoughts on that as well. Ah, so she's going okay. to pop over. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So we're talking, here she comes, we were talking about um, what we want for our children. And I've told you before, I really want my kids to be really good at the six degrees of separation or six degrees from Kevin Bacon game, which Mm -hmm. I used to be really good at, but as I've gotten older, I've forgotten. So I'm trying to teach, that's my main thing. I want my kids to be 
a yeah. lot of pop culture knowledge. Right. Good but you're six degrees of Kevin Bacon. So so what's nice is you're setting the bar like real low. And then whatever happens from there, it's all gravy. You know what? You hope for the best, prepare for the worst. There you go. Come on, here she comes. She wants to she wants to discuss. So we have different different yeah. backgrounds. I grew up in the New Haven area. The best pizza in the world. She grew up somewhere where there wasn't any good pizza. <laughs> That's accurate, actually. I grew up in rural Pennsylvania, mainly. That and, like, a part of Jersey you wouldn't want to live in, which is All most of Jersey. Of Jersey. <laughs> huh. Okay, starting <laughs> with Secaucus. Yeah. <laughs> no, uh, but for the Secaucus. most part, very rural. Like, we could see one other house. Well, I visited, I visited. Like, we drove through her town once. Her family doesn't live there anymore, but she, like, we were driving somewhere, and she took me on a tour. Rural does not do it justice. It does not. <laughs> it's very sticky. It's like the town in Footloose. You get in trouble if you dance. In this town, they'd never heard of dancing. <laughs> there was literally nothing to do. But it was also like, I mean, not a particularly, it was not an affluent town. I mean, it's very blue collar. And, you know, I grew up in a family like that. The path know? out wasn't quite as clear as for someone like you, Pete, who could so, move to England and go to prep school. Yeah, so what was your what was the expectation then, Heather? Um, I don't think there was you know, I think my parents, you know, wanted me to be better than that, like be better than them, like every single parent does, right? Mission like, accomplished. No offense. Praise. I mean, praise. Have a better life than that, not be better than them. Um, but you know And then and then you met Mike, and then that's sort of the, the graph started <laughs> yeah, to go down. She was on her way up and then yeah. Yeah. yeah, mistakes were made, but um, the actual, because I lived in a blue-collar family, um, you know, we had five kids. My dad worked really hard, you know, all his life and still does. And, but, you know, we there were times where we were on food stamps or the power would go out and, you know, it would just happen, right? And so, like, so I know, so, I mean, I just feel like that's a little very different from I grew up, grew up knowing right? or expecting to go to college right like knowing I had that path in front of me look at the camera yeah. knowing I had that path in front of me and it was attainable my parents were able to pay for it right because I'm privileged I'm a I'm a mediocre white man who's right. been able to sail through life and then when I was on my own is when I really started to tumble um because I was too mediocre I feel like really caught up <laughs> very middle of the road really worked out for it um and you know like my no one in my family went to college um a fair amount of people in that area just basically got pregnant in or directly thereafter high school got married and did all the things that their family you know before them did and so like no there was no expectation i would go to college i always thought i would and you know i i i wouldn't say I was discouraged, but it was made clear to me that that's that's not really likely. Yeah, like that's unattainable. So then, how does that other things like they want you to be happy or kind? I mean, I think they raised me well. They raised me to be kind. I think that some of this stuff, though, you know, when you ask what, um, like, I know you even mentioned about your brother thinking that, like. Your parents mentioning that, like, you know, they didn't put the enough money, emphasis on money, enough emphasis on money. But I think in some ways that's inaccurate because, you know, they 
were preparing for you to go to whatever college you wanted. They wanted you to go to law school. There was like an emphasis on that mm -hmm. success that tied into it. Sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Where my parents just wanted me to. So yeah. imagine their disappointment. You know, I just, it's almost like it's heartbreaking, right? I'm talking about Mike's parents. Mike's parents. <laughs> I was like, please. No, you? so, well, then. Yeah, my uh, parents are very proud of me. <laughs> <laughs> well, so, and so how does that translate to your kids, Heather? Um, now, I think. Like, what, what do you want for your your kids? Like, is it the same as, are you, are you like, oh, well, definitely going to go to college? Or six degrees of Kevin Bacon. Well, yeah, besides, besides six degrees of Kevin Bacon. Well, yes. I mean, if we're talking about those sort of items, I'd like, you know, my kids, both boys, to grow up, you know, and pick up their own shit and, like, you know, don't rely cycles. on their wife to, you know, clean up after them nonstop. Or, or I'm sorry, I meant hunt. Yeah, you're right. Sorry. Spouse. Spouse. Whatever. Basically, just in that way, better than my personal experience. <laughs> so you're saying that I don't clean up after myself? You're a slob a little bit, yeah. You don't <laughs> clean up yourself after yourself well enough, I clutter, think is the key. Clutter and filth are different things. I do not leave food around. I leave clothes around sometimes. They're not soiled. There's just things he on just, tables. He just found his pants that's been missing for three weeks soiled. Like They're not hanging soiled. by the <laughs> You hung them up in a weird place that makes no sense. I don't hang things up. That's how That's I know it was true. you. I do know that you don't hang things up. Anyway. <laughs> Regardless, but when we're talking about more realistic things, like obviously, yes, I want I want my kids to be, you know, like my older kid, like I think sometimes he struggles with like self-esteem and stuff like that. I want him to, you know, them to be confident with who they are and, you know. But you're not right. talking about like you want them to have a great career or own a home. Well, that's part of it. It's hard to pinpoint stuff because the future is kind of like we were saying. There's no blueprint really anymore, and there'll be even less of one in 20, 30 years when they're. So involved. I mean, yeah, that's my my question to you specifically. Is specifically, what would you want them? Do you want like? I'm just. I'll give you an example. I don't. It's like being a lawyer is not something I want any of my kids to be or in finance. Like, I just don't want that for them because I know people who have, who are in that. And I don't like that. Well, they're miserable people. They're well, miserable. That's a, it's a, it's a generalization. Well, Obviously. it's, it's, it's a generalization, but at the same time, yeah. But at the same time, like, it's just not something in my experience that I've had any pleasant experience around either of those two kind of sets either the people themselves are great and they really are like they hate their job yes. right or right. the people are the worst people you've ever met and they absolutely they're love really their good job. at it yeah, really <laughs> yeah. Good at it. yeah. Right. and i just uh, neither of those two things is, is something that i would want for my kids and well, i know that that was play, we used to play the life board game when we were kids and you could choose like three careers yeah. and the ones you wanted were like doctor or lawyer because they gave you the most money but now I don't know that like if I were creating a new version of the life board game, I wouldn't base it on career. Right. I would be like, you know, happy, kind, compassionate, six degrees of Kevin Bacon. Right. Like, these are the things I would choose. Right. I know. And I this would, I think this would I mean, be the worst selling board game of all time if, I'm, <laughs> if my math is correct. You know, and it is. All this, you know, there's a very big focus, I think, on art. 
with our generation on kids about being good humans and you know what I mean? A lot more awareness and stuff like that. So it might, the parents would buy it. The kids wouldn't play. No, (laughs) but um, yeah, I mean, I guess that's so funny. I think it's very interesting. You have like specific things that you're like, I do not want you to be that, which I guess a lot of parents have, but it's usually like, you know, a musician. (laughs) (laughs) What you said, Pete. So, but um, I would say that, like, I do want them to obviously be happy. I, you know, when you talk about happy and stuff too, though, money is important. Like it is, sure. you know, I, I, attainable. I'm Absolutely, Mike. I've achieved it at least three times while. That's what I'm this. saying, though. It's not. It happy. was at episode 24. You'll notice that I've achieved ultimate happiness. Happiness that. isn't a, isn't like a state of being. It's not a. It's not something you can achieve and then you're just happy. No, happiness is a Comes journey, not a destination. Right? Like. No, that's life. You're talking about the Aerosmith song. What? Amazing. It's life's a journey. <laughs> <laughs> no, there is. It's a. It's a choice. Happiness is kind of a choice, right? So that's a whole other thing, right? There's that mental thing, but it does help. I do want them to be you know, to feel, be comfortable in life. Right. And, you know, we've had stress with like money and debts and stuff that I would no. not want them to have to what deal with. To? Right. I Look, mean, what, a, sure. what about this? What about this astronaut who, who was basically like as a Harvard MBA, as a doctor, as a Navy SEAL and an astronaut. And I think he's like 35. Do you know this guy? This guy's like a. He's sick. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. He's made all of us sick. And yeah, he's, he's, he's spoiled it. What? What are you talking about? He's No one's enjoying his life more than this guy right now, walking around with his arms like this, just held out yes, but it over took his him 35 head. Yes, pumping like this as he walks in. <laughs> 35 years of the grind, of grinding to get there. But okay. he's only 35? Yeah, no, he's, young. he's young. I mean, either, either way, right? He I, made that person up. It's obvious. No, he's a real person. What's he's, his name? I full like Pepe Le Pew. Come on. Look, <laughs> actually, Pepe Le Pew might be. So I do want to say um, this is my wife Heather, aka Mom and Buried. Mm-hmm. She has ninety thousand followers on Instagram herself. <laughs> Her second time on the Dad and Barry podcast, I think, because last time went pretty well. Did you get any feedback from uh, people that didn't want me to know what you were, what they were saying? I mean, just the usual. I'm better than you in every way you know that sort of thing in every way and what may- about six degrees of kevin bacon well i don't know i hear you're off your game we'll see <laughs> um do that next i did get some feedback from people so thank you for pete's for listening um my favorite comment was no offense pete <laughs> Uh-oh. it's it's the only episode i've listened to the end all the way to the end it was something somewhere the only called. episode i listened all the way through because they got bored of pete and they were like yep. well, who is this guy yeah. pete? so you know you gotta spice it up uh, that it makes was, sense it was a lot of fun to do and um i think people you know and then of course like about time <laughs> and I think that yeah. we get a lot of feedback from people in general on Instagram here or whatever about people liking seeing our dynamic of a relationship and, and your dynamic, you and you and Pete. Yeah, well, oh. yeah. people are like, oh, or but spicy. not, but not Mike and Pete. No, they yeah. do not like that combo at all, which is probably part of the problem. <laughs> you know who would be great on this podcast is Johnny Kim. The astronaut Navy oh, SEAL oh, doctor well who, <laughs> you know what? I said it was, he was 35. He's not. He's 36. 
Um, and I, I also said that he walks down the street fist pumping. He doesn't. He walks down the street raising the roof. It's an old one, Big but still claw. a good one. Yeah. Big claw. Nah, it still play. It still works. And a doctor, a medical doctor. We should like reach out and see if he's available to come on the podcast. To I'm host sure, instead you know. of there's, there, if there's one thing I'm sure of, he's unavailable. He's <laughs> extremely unavailable to do any kind of podcasting. Well, you know who is available? Mom and Barry, and she may be back in the future. I don't know what we're talking about next week. Any ideas? Not to put you on the spot. No. What about an entire episode about Six Degrees of Kevin Bacon? Put your money what where your mouth is. What about an entire episode about Mike's soiled pants? <laughs> Not only did I like immediately start to vomit in my mouth, but also I got a little intrigued. So, I said everyone at home. I said everyone at home. You need to have that thing handy. It's, it's very close. It's very close. I'm sure it is. It's disgusting that you even have one of those and keep it in your house. I hate it. Well, I do it. I do it because just to spite you, Mike. That's why. Are we, um, so that was good. That was, I think we got everything. Um, any other, did we miss anything? I'm sure the followers will let us know. They'll probably oh. tell Heather secretly that like they blew it. You're better than <laughs> them, according to the comments she's been getting. All right. Well, perfect. No, it was a lot of fun to do though. And um, Do you want to be back on episode topic. 69 in two weeks? I heard episode 69. That's very exciting. You get it? It's a you yeah, get it? Yes, I get it. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> That was a good one. Yeah, yeah this, like it's all it's all like this basically. Did this you is all, get it, Pete? This is just all it is. Only Pete got it. No, I don't get it. <laughs> Literally, I don't get it. We are really good at ending these, as we discussed last week. That's true, but um, but we should, and for the sake of everybody, thank <laughs> you very much for listening, and we will see you next week. Bye, everyone. Bye, Bye everyone.